Hi guys, welcome to Toon Hounds, your fortnightly foray into everything animated. Um, I'm Rich Masters, and with me is someone who is definitely appropriate for children, Spivzy. That was a weird thing to say. <laughs> well, I couldn't. I thought about saying not appropriate for children, and yeah. I was like, no, that's giving the wrong impression. You're appropriate for people of all ages. Both are pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'd let you look after my son, I guess. There you oh, go. Oh, great. Thanks. <laughs> Free babysitting. <laughs> Can't wait. So, what are we talking about this week, Spiv? We are talking about... Cartoons which are based on inappropriate properties for children which have somehow been marketed towards children. Mm-hmm. So, there's Rolls a lot of the these, tongue. aren't there? There are. There's quite a yeah, few. Yeah, we, could, we couldn't think of a snippy name for the episode. <laughs> um, Kid-adjacent properties. Yeah. There we yeah. go. <laughs> Not so, for kids, but also maybe for kids. So, which of these did you watch as a kid? Do um, you remember? Because I distinctly remember watching some of these. I remember watching uh, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Absolutely. And that theme tune is embedded in my brain. Same. (laughs) But I suppose when I was uh, coming up in age, it was like the mid-90s where this sort of thing had kind Mm. of died down a bit. Like there weren't as many cartoons based on movies anymore. Or at least ones that weren't based on movies appropriate for kids. I suppose like we had Men in Black and Evolution. Yeah, that wasn't appropriate. Well, yeah, mm, that was kind of. Well, didn't we have? We had the mummy. We did have a mummy cartoon, but the mummy seemed like it was aimed towards twelve and up, or maybe like eight to twelve. Mm. Yeah, which seems okay. So, I was late eighties, early nineties, um, and I remember so many of these. Yeah. So I remember seeing Beetlejuice, absolutely inappropriate. Oh yeah, I remember for... Beetlejuice. I remember the cartoon <clears throat> of Beetlejuice, where they completely changed all the characters and made Libby yeah. his best friend in the world. Yep. He's a bit and there weird. was lots of um, there were lots of riding sandworm sort of <laughs> yeah. scenes and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, took, the sandworms were in it a lot more than in the movie. It took everything away that made Beetlejuice interesting and just and that's quite a common thread with these, isn't mm. it? Yeah, that, um, it takes away the core concepts and it either really works um, or really, really doesn't. Do you remember? <laughs> yeah. um, do you remember the? You know the company we've talked we talked about this. Uh, a bit the company that made reboot i can't remember what they're called and beast wars and yeah 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 so they made a roughnecks um starship troopers cartoon uh, well cg yep that's a shock and i remember i remember seeing that and it being not bad yeah um i can i can't remember it being as interesting to me as like reboot and beast wars and shadow raiders which is my favorite out of the three um but there was a roughnecks cartoon it's um, pretty funny, and that was interesting because <laughs> Starship Troopers is about as far from kid friendly yeah. as I could go. Um, but there was the RoboCop cartoon. Uh, which... Yeah, I, I do remember the RoboCop cartoon. I don't think I ever watched it, but I remember being no. aware of it. I remember. So um, RoboCop was the first R-rated film I watched, and oh, really? I remember I watched it before my brother was born. There is so a five-year gap. Then. Yeah. <laughs> between me and my brother um, so I watched it at about four and I can remember my dad coming in and being like should he be watching this um, but it, was, it wasn't the director's cut which doesn't make it any better I guess um, but it, what you didn't see Murphy's hand explode oh so it was um, like the, um, the ITV cut <clears throat> yeah. yeah so it was a bit better but um, 
my parents um i can remember my my wife saying to me that her parents used to speed up sex scenes which <laughs> sort of is is weirder in a way than yeah. um sort of like blocking them or anything like that and my ex-sister-in-law her this is confusing my ex-sister-in-law's ex-boyfriend <laughs> Uh, his his parents used to tape things off the TV and then edit the sex oh, scenes out. That's mental. That is that's so much that is sociopathic. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, well, I bet they were saving the sex scenes for another tape, <laughs> making a super cut. My parents um, weren't bothered about anything about about violence or sex in cinema as long as like my dad used to. Like sort of say, do you understand what's happening here? Yeah. And I used to say, yeah, that person's getting uh, mowed down by a machine gun. <laughs> yeah. Okay, son, then let's keep watching. <laughs> um, but yeah, they weren't bothered about stuff like that, and they would have a conversation with me afterwards. Like, do you know, like that that wasn't real or something like that? Or yeah. Um, but they would never let me watch um, horror films as a kid. Um, mm. which made me want to watch them all the more and watch oh, yeah, them when they were uh, yeah. out and stuff like that. Or, you know, like steal a tape and go up into my bedroom and watch like, you know, yeah. The Exorcist or <laughs> Silence of the Lambs or something like that. Yeah, I think I was about like um, 15, 16 when I started watching proper horror movies. Yeah. Because before oh, that, was... it was like, you know, it's sort of that scary but appropriately scary, like Poltergeist. Mm-hmm. That was probably yeah. like the, uh, the worst that I was able to watch. See, I um I can't remember being um scared by a film until I was much older. Yeah. So now things stay with me a bit longer. So I remember the last film that freaked me out was Hereditary. Oh yeah, um, I can understand <clears throat> that. And I can remember like so you know we're both glasses wearers. <laughs> yes. Taking I can remember <laughs> taking my glasses off and seeing movement in the corner of the room, and I was like, nope, right, put my glasses on for a little bit longer until this is <laughs> this this thought has gone in my head. Um, but I can't remember being scared of a film as a child at all, and I think that's because my parents were really they would explain things. Oh yeah, yeah. It's probably I suppose I got scared of things during, but then afterwards I'd be okay. Like mm-hmm. I remember being frightened of like you know when a movie scares you, but it's not meant to be scary. There's just like one thing in it that freaks you out. Oh, like the end of um, uh, Twelve Monkeys or something like that. Yeah, a bit for like me, Twilight Zone. For me, it was the um, the portrait in Ghostbusters Two. That's understandable. Really um, another freaked one, me out. <laughs> Judge Judge Doom when he becomes a tune. Yeah, yeah, that sort of thing. <clears throat> but the like first that, yeah. move, the first horror movie that like properly scared me. It's really stupid. But I watched this when I was fifteen. Uh, Shaun of the Dead really freaked me out. Wow, because <laughs> it was the first time I watched a zombie movie, huh. and I didn't like uh-huh. zombies when I was younger. But now I've seen that movie like fifty times. So I can remember seeing The Ring, um, the American remake at the cinema, <clears throat> and I remember that was the first time I can remember properly watching a film and feeling quite terrified but yeah. it's that um the room is terrified so you are terrified it's yeah that's collective it yeah yeah um <clears throat> whereas my dad and mum were kind of like that they, they are always sort of like completely unaffected passive bystanders in a film oh, they will yeah. enjoy yeah. it but they will not um they're not going to stand up and clap or anything like that <laughs> no. or yeah. they're not they're not going to laugh out loud 
Um, oh, that is oh, a thing about my I, family. <laughs> I can't stand that. Where something funny is happening and nobody laughs or they say, like, that was funny. Like, show that emotion on your face, then, please. <laughs> my, my parents don't really... They're not really ones for um, big laughs and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so one one thing they do find really funny is when, um, you know, corpsing, when people um, fluff their lines mm, and yeah, laugh yeah. and then can't stop laughing. Because um, <clears throat> there's that clip on the internet that's doing the rounds at the moment, isn't there, of um, the hacker dog. Have you seen that? The no, CBBC no. program where they are laughing. If you haven't, you, you need to do it. Maybe we'll post it on the Twitter. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it is really funny and it cracks me up every time. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, so they were dis- they're distinctly unemotional when watching films, and I think because they're so engrossed, yeah, um, yeah. Which or is, not paying know, attention, just like <laughs> letting it wash over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, these what we're going to talk about today is two cartoons that are based completely on uh, properties that are not suitable for kids, were never intended for kids, and kind of work. Weirdly, yeah, I mean. Uh, they, they, the first one we're going to talk about is very propagandistic. <laughs> like, it is 100% American military propaganda in the 80s. Yeah. But it kind of works. It's worse than... G.I. Joe is far more slapstick yeah. than this. This is... Yeah. All right, do you want to tell them what it is? Yeah, we watched <laughs> Rambo Freedom Force, which was the uh, cartoon based on the popular Studio Canal <laughs> series of films, Rambo, First Blood, which uh, is not a kid's movie in any no, stretch of the imagination. No, First Blood is just... So wait a minute. Do you, is it based on First Blood? Well, it's got to be based it? you know, on... It's got to be based on Rambo, First Blood Part yeah. 2, surely. Yeah. When he became like an action hero. Yeah, where the they completely based in, yeah. on, on him actually not like demolishing cops. Yes, the one where they completely disregarded any kind of uh, social commentary they were trying to make and turned him into a jingoistic action hero. The Rambo films are so weird. Yeah, they don't have any cohesion at all. Absolutely not, no. And then the last two are just basically Rambo going on a killing spree. Like, he's a psychopath. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, And it's weird because I always say to Rachel... Um, that, like, I th- I think Die Hard is a really bad franchise yeah. because the only cohesive unit is John McClane. Um, the, the second one, like, you, you know, the second one is a bit of a continuation of the first, but it's a terrible, terrible movie. Mm, yeah. I think there's only one good Die Hard movie is the first one. All the rest are I, really bad. I don't mind Die Hard with a Vengeance, but I wish it wasn't a Die Hard film. I yeah. kind of is that the one wish it was the with, same thing. Um, what's his name? Samuel um, Jackson. No, I was thinking of the kid who has like the room full of TV screens. Oh no, this is the one. That's the oh, one. that's um, Die Hard Four, isn't it? Yeah, Samuel. Yeah. It's Samuel Jackson and um, oh, what is his name? He plays um, the brother of the guy in the first film. Um, it is the guy who played. So the guy who played um, Jeremy Irons. That's Jeremy it. That's Irons. Who's... Jeez <laughs> Louise! I was I couldn't even think of the links that I was going to try Alfred. and put together. Then yes, he plays Alfred in the DC Extended Universe. Yeah, which is <clears throat> being scrapped. Hooray! Again. Um, <laughs> let's see what they can do this time. Um, 
I wonder how much of that is due to the Batman being really successful because I haven't seen it yet and everyone tells me it's phenomenal. I haven't seen it yet. I'm not going to go see it because it's too long. Nah. Yeah, I'm not going to go see it because I've already pre-ordered it. So I'm kind of like, eh, I can just wait a couple of months now. Yeah. Um, and no one spoiled it for me, which is really good. Normally, like, if you can't not go and see a Marvel film, but with a DC film, no one spoils it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's because no one sees them. Yeah. I'm going to sneeze, but maybe not. All right. Well. No, it's know. not happening. If you've got to do it, do it. Okay. Um, so... Nope, Let's talk about gone. Rambo. <laughs> I was about to sneeze and it went. <laughs> so all um, the excitement about Rambo. It is, yeah, the excitement got up my nose. So uh, in about in 1986, they had the genius idea to market this movie about a PTSD suffering Vietnam War veteran to children, <laughs> and they brought in who else but Ruby Spears, the company who brought us the American Mega Man cartoon and Fang Face. Uh, the Mr. T cartoon. Uh, uh, oh, I Thunder. remember that. <laughs> yep. Thunder the Barbarian. And uh, Ruby Spears were kind of like, you'd watch a cartoon on the TV and think, Was, is this Hanna-Barbera? And then you'd look it up and <laughs> inevitably it would be Ruby Spears. Mm-hmm. And the thing about the Rambo cartoon is that Rambo doesn't really have a cohesive story for them to pick from to make a series out of mm-hmm. cuz it's just him it's like about one character and you can't base an entire fr- entire cartoon around one character no which they tried to do anyway but they brought in some like side cast as well i with, don't um, understand i don't a... understand the side characters <laughs> they're so weird there's turbo who uh <laughs> i assume is just like a mechanic but, he, but he's not. He's an F1 driver. Yeah, he doesn't... In this episode, his role is to do absolutely nothing for the entire episode. And he's, just um, be he's there. He's Rambo's hype man. That's yeah, pretty is. much. Yeah. That's essentially what he is. Yeah. And they've got the um, the Colonel Troutman, I think. Who <laughs> I'm pretty sure is the bad guy in the first movie. Yeah, he is. He's the one trying yeah. to chase him down. Who then, in um, First Blood Part 2 then gets him out of prison and basically says to him, do you know, do you want to take on this mission? Yeah, so they, that, <clears throat> that's what makes me think this must be based on the second movie rather than the first. Yeah. yeah. And there's also Master of Disguise, Cat, who dons exactly one disguise throughout the entire episode and has three mm-hmm. lines of dialogue. Yeah. Because the side characters are... are not important in this show. <laughs> Most of her lines are sort of like swooning lines as well. Yes. Like, oh yeah. God, he's so great. Yeah. Um, so um, the theme Rambo, tune's pretty good. The, the theme tune was pretty cool. Yeah, it went hard. Um, <laughs> do you so, know what I did like? What the animation of him tying his shoes. Uh, some of the animation is pretty good. Like it's, I was quite, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Like it's not terrible. Like I was expecting to be a lot more uh, Clutch Cargo esque. You know, mm. with just the yep. mouth moving. But I thought it was it really good. Bad. The the bit that the first bit that made me laugh was from the canyon of skyscrapers to the canyons <laughs> yes. of the mountains. What yeah. canyons of skyscrapers? What, what are you talking mean? about? Yeah. <laughs> Rambo. <laughs> so that's the uh, Colonel Troutman's entire character arc is him saying Rambo in different <laughs> ways, which is really funny. So the cut the plot of the cartoon is that Rambo in a very um. Uh, it was a very tropey s- s- sequence. It's like chopping wood in a cabin. 
and then Colonel Troutman comes down and he says, you know, Rambo, we need you to be a hero. And he says, okay, what's my mission? And this this was the first moment where I could not get a beat on Rambo's character. Because to begin with, I thought he sounded like Jimmy Stewart when he's yes. in the plane. <laughs> the voice acting is so bad for Rambo. It's really weird. He goes all over the place. Like sometimes it sounds yeah. like that. Other times it sounds like a bit transatlantic but which makes mm-hmm. sense because he's voiced by neil ross who does like a proper mm-hmm. transatlantic accent you may know him as the narrator in mass effect he does all the oh, codexes really? yeah and then other times he sounds like a proper you know hey i'm walking here new yorker yeah he's trying to do the the rocky sort yeah. of voice it sounds and then nothing it just, like sylvester it sounds Slott. nothing like it no. sounds i sounded more like rambo then <laughs> yeah and he sounds like rambo <laughs> And I was doing a poor impression of the person doing the Rambo voice. <laughs> so they, uh, like, before this, well, the actual opening shot of the episode, like the first thing you see after the after the opening titles, is the most tired-looking dog that has ever been in a cartoon. <laughs> standing up, and bl- it's really creepy. He stands up and blinks a couple of times, and then like lies back down again. And then the bad guys like attack a village. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, Cat's the Master of Disguise is there, but I couldn't work out why she was there. No. Because she doesn't also, seem to actually be working for anyone at this point. And they immediately see through her disguise, which is really yeah, funny. somehow. And also, she, uh, she's being chased down an alley. Yeah. She ducks. And for some reason, the two people chasing her just pass out. Yeah, they just give up. <laughs> they just fall I, asleep. <laughs> I, I don't know what was happening. And she... <laughs> You know what, the, the editing, mm. this was the first time while I was watching this, and I was like, the editing is really good in this cartoon. Like, yeah. <laughs> the, there's a bit where they burst through into a hut, and you see the the POV of the gun, almost, and then the yeah. guns pop into frame. And I was kind of like, this is this has some actual quality to it. Yeah, it's not, it, I don't think it was badly made. I think it was terribly mm. written. The voice acting's terrible. Y- yeah. But it's not yeah. badly made. No, absolutely not. So, um, <laughs> Rambo uh, is hired for this mission. And he says, well, I've got one guy I need to work with me on this mission. And he goes off to the uh, <laughs> F1 track to get Turbo, who is in the middle of a race. And Rambo just sort of like walks into the middle of the racetrack and Turbo stops and gets out the car and all the people are going, Turbo, you're still in a race. You're in, yeah, first, you're, place. You're in first place. He just Come drops back. them like a bad habit. So, he just I, leaves the car there. Wonders I saw off. some interesting thing in this bit. Optimus Prime is in the in the car park. What? That's cool. Yep. That's the really car cool. Goes, the car goes past into the pit lane and Optimus Prime is in the car park. That's it's, really funny. It's a red <laughs> it's a red cab and a grey trailer. It's definitely supposed to be Optimus Prime. So that's I a crossover. Like Same universe. When, yeah, exactly. It must be. So so they are in the G.I. Joe universe as well, which makes yeah. sense. Yeah, um, that does make sense. When Troutman goes to uh, recruit Rock, uh, Rocky <laughs> Rambo... <laughs> yeah. He goes to recruit Cobra. <laughs> he... Um, Rambo is literally in a fishing boat with a book on his face. Yeah. Uh, it's so <laughs> true, true trophy style. Rambo asks no questions about the mission. Absolutely no, absolutely none. nothing. And when they, Troutman actually this was, says... This, this is my favourite bit out of the entire show, was when they show up to the place where they're like protecting the... Um, I suppose he's like a... I don't know, like a commandant or something. Like yeah. the, guy, the guy in the estate. 
and he says, I thought you were bringing an army with you. He says, this is the army. <laughs> and it's just Rambo. <laughs> it's two people. <laughs> it's two people. It's like this poor guy who's, when he says his country is going to be attacked, but he's a, his country appears to just be a jungle on an island with one house and a bridge. His, his home is being invaded. <laughs> and the only people the American government sends is Cobra and some random man. <laughs> The um, Rambo. <laughs> yeah. Cobra. <laughs> they send the toy maker. <laughs> so we said Rocky, Cobra, how many other Sylvester Stone movies are we going to get confused in this episode? I can't remember. Um, they send um, Expendables. <laughs> there's there's a bit, they fl- they're flying into um, Sierra Libre. Sierra, random. Yeah. No, it's like Terra Libre, I think. Terra Libre. Um, and um, Troutman says, well, it looks peaceful, peaceful enough. And Rambo says... So does a bear trap. And I was like, yeah, what does that <laughs> what? mean? A bear trap does not look peaceful at all. It's what got are you talking sharp about, Sharp teeth. Um, yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. It, and that starts the Rambo lines that make no sense. <laughs> Absolutely no it's sense. Brilliant. Everything Rambo says in this in this episode doesn't make any sense. No. You could drop Nothing it with he any does make any sense. That look... They record, they, they reuse that piece of animation about seven times when he just looks deadpan to one side oh, yeah. after he takes yeah. down a villain. And it's just yeah. like he has no emotion whatsoever. Yeah. Um, I love the their idea of how to like save Terra, Terra Libre is just to like demolish <laughs> all of their stuff. But they they're, get, they're, they're, they're meant to be protecting the bridge. So what do they do? They blow it up with C4. <laughs> blow it up more than once. And it's almost yeah. like if this place is so terrible to get to that it just has one bridge and that's it. Yeah. Instantly blowing it up is going to destroy that country. All lines of shipping. Don't they have... Um, don't don't look the bad guys. What's the bad guy's name? Havoc. Was it like Colonel uh, Havoc? So there is Je- Co- uh, General Warhawk... He had no choice but to be a villain. There's (laughs) Havoc, his his number two, and his number two's number two, Gripper. (laughs) Who has a claw hand. They seem to have an army at their disposal, but with only armoured vehicles. Yeah, they don't have helicopters. They don't have helicopters, they don't have planes, they don't have any Chinooks or anything. No. They can only get into the country via this one bridge, and once that bridge is gone... Presumably, they will turn around and go home. <laughs> well, they do. They did they do, bring yeah. a bridging vehicle, but they instead did, of building yeah. another bridge, they just repaired the old bridge. In the space of an afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> See, he's a bad guy, but he knows how to get people to work. You know he's a bad guy, Spiv, because he's got a riding crop. That's true, yeah. No horse, and a, a but vague, he's got a riding crop. <laughs> a vague European accent. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes he sounds German. Sometimes he sounds Polish. Who knows? Also, also, you can't see his eyes behind those aviator sunglasses. They were cool, and with his like, mm. um, his his big lower lip as well. Yeah, you know he's a baddie. Yeah, he's very very ostentatious for a baddie. Riding crop, baby blue uniform. It was uh, very um, uh, Nazi esque mm-hmm. in his design. Yeah. Like he reminded me of uh, the guy out of Indiana Jones. Yeah, Le, uh, Latouche. Yeah, is that his name? I can't remember. 
You know the one I mean, though. The guy who gets his face melted off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he reminded me <laughs> of him. So I thought, did they... Uh, did the people making this cartoon think it was World War Two? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> the villains were were laughable. I they were, them. yeah. But really... I did like. I thought it was so funny when they're like hung around by what block it was on the cross. I had to pause. It was making me laugh so much. And he's like, he's just got this big, massive body and this grumpy-looking face. <laughs> They hung him above a pit of snakes. Yeah. Um, and Havoc says, when he begs for mercy, cut him down and bring him to me. Why? 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 <laughs> Just kill him. <laughs> this is why you don't win. Just kill Rambo. But also, why hang him above the snakes if you're not if you're not going to use the snakes? And you why do they throw a knife at him? Oh, that was so funny. So they <laughs> hang him up over a pit of snakes. They throw him a knife. And then yeah. they turn around. <laughs> Someone went, look over there at the, in the distance. I, I just saw something. <laughs> they always turn around. And, uh, Rambo very, very easily escapes from his binds. Like, the mm. knife is, like, laser-powered right or something. Because <laughs> it just cuts straight through the rope. He's perfectly fine. He goes off and knocks two of them out. And then, like, Havoc and everybody comes back and they go, you let he's, he's out, Where he's, he's got an out, and he runs off. And they don't chase after him. No. But they have they to don't. wait for General Warhawk or Havoc, whoever, to tell them to go after him. Mm-hmm. Why did they need to be told? And then you get the best part of the episode, the montage <laughs> yes. of him taking down the soldiers and it's which really funny. every one of them was really great and really funny and made me laugh um, <laughs> he's taking the soldiers down with absolutely no casualties he's mm-hmm. just like slapping them around the head and one of them falls out there's a bit where he's like inside the mud on a wall and he just like emerges from the mud and karate chops a guy and then runs off and the guy gets up and like rubs his head like oh no Rambo got me <laughs> Oh, a mild inconvenience. I'm oh, just no. going to pick my gun back up. Um, I've written something in my notes. Swamp ghost. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> because there's one bit where he is, he plays peekaboo in the swamp with yeah. some soldiers and the soldiers directly fire where he would be. And unless he can swim at the speed of light, he yeah. should be dead. <laughs> he would be dead. And the absolute greatest part of this entire episode, which I assume I'm going to say a couple more times... Rambo jumps out of a tree and knocks two guys out, picks up their bayonets, and then launches them above his head, and they embed into a tree. <laughs> Which is, the branch is about two foot above the, the yeah. people's head height, so they would be <laughs> able to instantly pull their rifles back out of the tree. It's really funny, and he makes like a <laughs> sound effect. <laughs> oh, it's great. Best part, of the, best part of the show. Like Just turn the episode off after this, because it does not get any better. Um, there were some lines during these scenes that I really like. Um, the the leader, president of uh, Terra Libre, says, "My country is in in ruin. What can we do to what can we stop them with?" And General Troutman looks at the camera and says, "Rambo." <laughs> yeah, I love it. He just like directly into the camera, Rambo. And then um, when Rambo blows up the bridge for the first time, um, Gripper <laughs> finds him and he goes, Rambo? And Rambo says, you got it! 
<laughs> and then you've oh, got when he's being held over so the good. pit of snakes. Um, Havoc says, "Oh, Rambo, there you are, my friend. You don't have any friends," <laughs> which is such a childish thing to say. That's like a and crash then, space danger line. <laughs> And then General Warhawk comes up to him and says um, something along the lines of, you'll talk, Rambo. And he says, don't hold your breath, big mouth. (laughs) (laughs) But you just talked. (laughs) I don't understand his lines. They're so bad. But um, Later in the episode, they um, build an armoured vehicle with a gun mounted at the front that Turbo is really happy about. Mm -hmm. And Rambo, like, you know, reloads it with this great animation sequence of you putting like the um the magazine in. Yeah. Where it just kinda like moulds into the weapon and he drives off to go like you would assume to go and blow shit up. Yeah. To, you know, murder a couple of folk. It being Rambo. But none of that happens. He just no, kinda drives the... he does I don't think he even uses the weapon. Oh he does. He, does he? Um, oh, he doesn't use the machine gun, but he does no. use the tank anti-tank launcher. Right, yeah. So <laughs> he uses the anti-tank launcher to blow holes in the side of tanks so yeah. that the, the people can climb crew out. can escape. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. um, <clears throat> if there's one they, thing we know about Rambo, is that he is a pacifist. <laughs> yeah, he never kills anyone. He never kills anyone. Um, so it's interesting, because at this time during cartoons... Um, there was a real issue with showing gunfire on television. Yes. And that's yeah. why, you know, like um, Wolverine only ever fought robots so he could carve mm-hmm. them up because they hated the thought of the blades. Um, yeah, yeah. G.I. Yeah. Joe had lasers. They have tank launchers and machine guns yeah. that they fire constantly during this episode. No they one have, gets hit. They have rifles with bayonets attached to the mm-hmm. front, which isn't that against the Geneva Convention? So, I'm not sure if bayonets are, but the old um, French-style hooked bayonets are, because the idea was that would go in your stomach yeah, and yeah. hook an intestine and pull it out, wasn't it? Right, well, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think, I don't know if bayonets are still legal. Well, I say legal, they're not like you can <laughs> You can't not walk around with them, yeah. <laughs> can't go to Sainsbury's with one. But I'm, I, I mean, no, I'm pretty sure actually now I say it, that you'd see them, you'd see bayonets, wouldn't you? Not mm. again. Generally, not not like in Tesco's or something like that. <laughs> yeah, um, not on the shelf. Uh, but I've not seen. I suppose um, like non-NATO countries might. Maybe have yeah. Bayonets. I mean, that's, I, I suppose know. like General Warhawk <laughs> isn't that bothered about committing war crimes <laughs> in the first place, is it? <laughs> he is um, an occupying force in the sovereign state of yeah. Terra Libre. We all know that they are. <laughs> You know, an important crown yeah. jewel in in the international community, Terra Libre. In the um, vaguely South American area that they're yeah. situated in. Yeah, this one one horse, one bridge town. <laughs> yeah. So, um, talk about the um, the guns not the bullets not hitting anyone. Rambo jumps onto a motorbike and he drives full force <laughs> towards the bridge. So there are two guys with machine guns firing full force at Rambo. And one bullet hits the wi- the mirror on his motorbike, and that's, that's it. it. All the rest whiz straight past him. <clears throat> and Rambo, presumably, using the momentum of the bike and the speed he's going, and his own body weight and strength, manages to from a there's not even a ramp, like it is a completely no. flat plane, yeah. leap 
the length of the bridge, <laughs> which must be about 50 feet. Whenever I see stuff like that, I always think of Springfield Gorge. Yeah. <laughs> I always think he's going to... He's definitely not going to make it. He's going to fall down the mountain. It was ridiculous. <laughs> he should not have made it. Like, <clears throat> no. It's, imb- it's unbelievable. Um, there were a few parts during this whole half of the episode where Rambo escapes, but some for some reason goes back to the enemy camp to then go to the bridge rather than yeah. go straight to the bridge. Yeah. Uh, don't quite get it. And uh, during all of this, Cat, the master of disguise, is doing absolutely nothing. No, she's looking she, she through has no binoculars. Role. Yeah, she has no role in this entire event. Like Turbo and Cat didn't need to come along, really. No, Turbo at least told him how to. Um, Turbo told him how to use the anti-tank jeep. Yeah, hmm. which I'm sure Rambo could have figured that out on his own, to be honest. Yeah, I mean it's just drive and shoot, basically. He doesn't yeah. even show him how to use the autopilot, which he definitely engages while he's <laughs> using the anti-tank. Who's driving? Um, so, <coughs> sorry. So when he maybe takes Cat the... was driving. Maybe, maybe. He's driving it remotely, but you just don't yeah. need to see that. Um, <laughs> it was shipwreck who was driving the, <laughs> driving the car. <laughs> um, one of my favourite bits when he um, escapes before he jumps the bridge is General Warhawk uses tanks to demolish a forest and then doesn't confirm the kill and yep. then says, I don't think Rambo will bother us anymore. And literally half a second later, Rambo climbs on his tank and <laughs> rides it back to back to their base. Oh, it's um, so good. It is so good. It, they were very tropey villains. Like, mm. I, I, earlier on, you said that you thought it was the um, the people who made G.I. Joe, like those people yeah. involved in this. Yeah. I think it was... I don't think there were people from G.I. Joe involved in this, but it was made by people who wanted it to be G.I. Joe. Yeah, I think it was definitely. all stolen. You had so many voices from G.I. Joe. It did, yeah. I think um, Cat is either Lady J or Scarlet as well. But um, so this was like that era where there were like five people in every cartoon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, when Did you notice when Rambo was on the Jeep firing at the tanks, he also got fired at by Havoc, and yeah. Havoc pinpoint blew up the the anti-tank launcher next to his head and it didn't even phase Rambo. No, Rambo really has definitely deaf in that ear now. <laughs> um, Rambo yeah. just sees red and that's it. And then he steals one of their tanks and blows up the bridge again. Yeah. What was the, what? <laughs> and says, and don't come back. And they just turn around and leave. Like they just <laughs> they built a bridge in an afternoon. They could just build another one. Yeah. They've, they've it, still got the... the the bridge car thing. They've still the bridge got it. builder that wasn't destroyed is still yeah. on the bank there. They could have just Ready gone to over. Be used. They went. Oh, this is too much effort. Let's go to go somewhere else. So, what interested me in the uh, credits and might make me watch a bit more Rambo is there's definitely Rambo in the city. There's mm. definitely Rambo in the snow. Cliffhanger, yeah. I assume. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, there was like a cliffhanger on the last um, frame <laughs> of the episode, wasn't there? Yeah, okay, we can't like to be continued on a freeze frame of Rambo's face. Oh, um, I paused at one point to go do something else for a bit and to get, regain your sanity. Yeah, to, to try to not calm down. And it was on the exact like transition frame between two scenes, where <laughs> it was General Troutman's head uh, superimposed over Rambo's bicep. <laughs> that, that would be a great, 
<laughs> That's great. <laughs> um, considering how much Troutman definitely was in love with Rambo. Oh, he because, was, Because, yeah. canonically, in this cartoon, I think Troutman might be gay. Do so, you? Why? Yeah. So, he has a just random picture of a guy framed on oh. his desk. I think, I'm taking from that, that this was the first... Um, homosexual relationship in a Rambo cartoon. You know what? Yeah, sure. <laughs> why not? We're having it. It's canon now. It was a picture Definitely of his husband. Canon. Yeah. Yeah, why not? It's good. <laughs> it's, that's why I think it needs to be. It needs to be that. I love that I think he... Um, maybe every character in Rambo is a gay man. Maybe. Even Kat. Maybe. She is the master Even of Kat. disguise. Well, there you go. Wait, there we go. Cracked it. Um... <laughs> I loved when he outrun the bullets when he was being fired at. He just was jinking side to side, outrunning bullets. <laughs> just I think them. it's great. What is Havoc wearing? That little tank top with the skull on it. It's like Sid <laughs> from Toy Story grew up and became a terrorist, international terrorist. Um, uh, I I I wish there were more like this of the of those cartoons based on inappropriate properties. Yeah. This like, was of so this sort funny. Balls to the wall, ridiculous action, jingoistic nonsense. This is what I imagine an Expendables cartoon would be. Why did they never do that? I don't know because that is rife for. Uh... It really is. It would make so much sense. Like even as like a joke, like a parody thing. Mm-hmm. It would work perfectly. I mean, there's a, a Fast and Furious cartoon now. Yeah. I haven't seen any of it, but it exists. No, so they're still doing this sort of thing. I think this is one of the best things we've watched for Toon Hounds. This was so funny. I <laughs> just genuinely, I, d- I could not stop laughing. I was g- just giggling all the way through it. Um, the, the, just the lines, Rambo, your country needs you. <laughs> it was okay. just so... <laughs> okay, General Troutman. Okay. <laughs> you got it. You got it, boys. Um... <laughs> Yeah, uh, it was just so funny. It was. It made absolutely no sense. The theme was great. The the to be continued at the end. Um, so over it the had, top. It had all the cliches of like people from the eighties, like a team firing their guns yep. for five minutes and not hitting anything um, or anyone. Uh, it was a shame about cat. Cat is the yeah, downside. Yeah. Because um, Turbo is definitely being set up as the Q of the like the James is, Bond yeah, Q tech yeah. guy, um, and you know for a cast of three three heroes, you had a um, uh, a woman character and mm-hmm. a black character, yeah, and I was kind of like, like, wow, this is for you know nineteen eighty mumble mumble um, eighty six I think eighty six, that's pretty good. You've got good, Sylvester yeah. Stallone in it, so you know <laughs> yeah. you could argue that you know this. There's Italian American uh, representation. <laughs> well, there's something. There's some sort of represent, <laughs> representation there. Some sort of alien life form, I imagine. <laughs> um, they really did capture Sylvester Stallone's lack of emotion. They did, yeah. Weird weirdness. It does um, look like him. It does look like him. The um, I I was really impressed by the ad, ad, uh, editing and the animation, particularly of his, him tying his boots up, which is a really <laughs> weird thing to say. But um, 
Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. I would watch I more enjoyed of these. It. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, there's enough. There's 65 episodes. Yeah, that, that baffled me. Same. I've never heard yeah. of this, really, before. <laughs> um, yeah. Anything great else you want to say about Rambo? Uh, um, not really. I think we've gone it through might it. Come back. It, it might, might come, come back. It might come back. Yeah. Um, genuinely, I thought it was one of the funniest things we've seen. Even <laughs> over Rhapsody, Rhapsody, whatever. Kids. Rhapsody Street Kids. Ki- street Kids. Um, this was just really good. It was really sort of... Um, the cliched lines just made me crack up. It might have been just because, you know, maybe I was in the right frame of mind, but you guys should definitely watch this if you haven't watched it already. It is really funny. It's it surprisingly really funny. really good. Like, even when it's it's unintentionally hilarious. Oh, I know funny. what I was going to mention. So, when he first goes to blow up the bridge, the first effort to blow up the bridge, yeah. he, he picks up a bow, he hooks it onto the bridge... But somehow he swings directly to the point where he, <laughs> the, the the fulcrum point. That's they, not uh, possible physically. No. It's not possible. He would have swung past it. Yeah. That would that would exp- that would mean that a pendulum effect was at ninety degrees and then straight up. Well, Rambo doesn't care about physics. <laughs> <laughs> it's because of all those biceps. He changes yeah. the laws of gravity. <laughs> um. It was really good. When he was hanging up on that tree as well, they really made sure you knew that even his muscles had little muscles on them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It looked like, um, you know, when Kylo Ren takes his shirt off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, but, yeah, that was a great pick. It was really good. It was Rambo's good coming back. We're gonna, we might do a Rambo-heavy episode or something. <laughs> it would be Rambo what? day. But the if other episodes it... will probably be terrible. Uh, it's Easter today. It is where we uh, think about Jesus coming back from the dead, hmm. and who Zombie else came back? Is. <laughs> who else came back from the dead? But Rambo, he did in this episode. In this episode, he yep. was strung up on the cross. Yeah, he was uh, betrayed by um, his own people in the movie, sort of. Yep, <laughs> and then uh... he uh, he returned three days later yep. to blow up a bridge and ride a motorbike. <laughs> <laughs> As is written in the book of Rambo. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, Spivzy and I are recording on Easter Sunday. We've obviously just both got back from church. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, of the course. The Church yeah. of Rambo. The Church of Rambo. Rambologists. <laughs> Rambologists. <laughs> um, Rambolulia. <laughs> Rambo. Um, but that, that word is... that word in that annotation is used about 17 times in this episode it is yeah what can we stop them with rambo Rambo. (laughs) um do we want to take a break before we Uh, go to our next episode yeah let's take a quick break we'll be right back after this get me rambo rambo (laughs) rambo 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 goodbye rambo well if it isn't my old friend Rambo. Nice knife, Rambo. Two weeks extra pay to whoever brings me Rambo's head. Freeze, Rambo. I think it's time for me to handle the Rambo situation. Rambo! Hi, gang, we're back. We're talking about uh, cartoons based on inappropriate for kids products. Not like, you know, dildos or anything like that. Or <laughs> well, that would be a porn. weird cartoon. 
That would be weird. Although there are lots of, you know, hentai and stuff like that we could have included, but we didn't think of that because <laughs> we're not, we're, you know... We're not degenerates. <laughs> we're, not, we're not, we're not, you know, terrible deviants and stuff like that. No, I'm, I'm kidding. We're obviously kidding. If you're into that stuff, good, more yeah. power to you. Um, we're obviously kidding. We are terrible deviants. Yeah, we're terrible, horrible human beings, um, which uh, segues nicely into the one I picked, which I remember watching as a kid. I picked Toxic Crusaders, uh, the 1991 cartoon from um, Murakami, Wolf, Swenson and Troma. Um, <laughs> Brilliant yeah, stuff. That's, that's, I mean, that's production company is insane. Murakami, Wolf, Swenson. I'm going to try and find out what else they did. Um, they did. I mean, they worked on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, obviously. Obviously, um, yeah. Wasn't this they, like the um uh the, the guy who does Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Can't remember his name. You know, the guy who made it. It's his name. Uh, oh. uh did yeah. Fuck. You know. You know. I I know who you mean. The two. Yeah. The two people. Yes. Um, Eastman and Laird. That's it. Yeah, Kevin Laird. Wasn't he like a huge trauma fan, and he kind of mm-hmm. like pushed absolutely for this to be a thing. Yeah, so um, he he was a massive Lloyd Kaufman fan because I don't think I think I don't think Kevin was it Kevin Laird or Pete? Oh, I can't even remember what are their names. Peter Laird, yeah, Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. I can't remember which one walked away. I don't um, either. No, one of them is still involved, and one of them basically sold the rights when they went to Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. Um, and made an absolute shit ton of money. Oh yeah, uh, like insanity level money. Um, it's, if you want to find out more about that, it's on. Um, you can find out through the Toys That Made Us. Yeah, um, which is the Netflix documentary series. But they made James Bond Junior, um, Alvin and the Chipmunks, Puff the Magic Dragon. <laughs> so they made quite a lot of stuff. And then they made this, which is um, again. I remember seeing this as a kid, which is probably not great. Um, so 1984, uh, Troma Studios were um, already, you know, established by that point. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. They were making splatter movies. Is what mm-hmm. I think. Gross out black comedy splatter movies. Yeah. Um, which were really uh, ultra violent B movies that lent more into um, all sorts of areas, really, like gross-out humour and yeah, they were, they were grind uh, exploitation. House. Grindhouse, yeah. yeah. Um, but Spivzy and I were talking off-air off, off air before uh, we came back. Well, actually, before we even started recording. Um, Troma Studios has been lauded as one of the sort of most inclusive, um, progressive film companies of all time, which is, you know... Great. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, and I love you would assume, films. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there is the cartoon that I'm talking about, Toxic Crusaders, is based on Toxic Avenger, mm-hmm. um, which is a film where bullies run over a boy's head with a car. Oh, yeah, yeah. This happens in like, the first 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, which I assume happens like off screen in the cartoon, like before this stuff at the gym. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, some of the characters are actually in, uh, well, or based on. Mm. Some of the characters in the cartoon are based on, like the bullies. They are, yeah. Based yeah. on the ones from the film. Yeah, I think the so, um, the guy uh, Bonehead. I think he's called Bozo yeah. in the show in the movie. Yeah, yeah. That's the one. Uh, the one who gets dumped into a, a barrel <laughs> of acid rain. But we'll get <laughs> yeah. to that eventually. Um, so, both the uh, cartoon and the film 
are based in the fictional town of Tromaville. Bless Lloyd Kaufman and his stupidity. Yeah. <laughs> because it just it just it lends to it so well. Um, one of my uh, big f- fun facts about this is that um, Toxie is voiced by a voice actor called Roger Bumpass, mm-hmm. which um, he's, um, is, is a really, really unfortunate name. He does loads of voice acting as well. He's, isn't he Mr. Krabs? He, no, Mr. Krabs is um, Clancy Brown, isn't it? So I'm sure that somebody in SpongeBob is Roger Bumpass. Uh, Squidward. Squidward. Yeah. Cool. But that is an unfortunate name, isn't it? It is, yeah. Yeah. He's, um, <laughs> pro- what's the guy from Invader Zim as well? Professor... I don't remember. <laughs> Professor Membrane, is that it? I don't know. I barely Possibly. remember Invader Zim. Yeah, I, I do a little bit, but not a lot. So, um, anyway. I wasn't uh, a this... Hot Topic teenager, so I wasn't no, allowed to watch no. it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what is the theme tune about? Oh, God, it's so it goes really hard, doesn't it? Like it's it is, so weird. It's so like invigorating as a theme tune. <laughs> it's like yeah, it get really, him toxic. Yeah, it's really really strange. So um, it's really sort of like punky and then poppy. It's and like glam metal. Glam metal. It's um, a metal screech. It's great. It's really weird. It's really weird. And it's and meant the, to be the... toxic singing it. Yeah. <laughs> so, the cartoon is based on um, our protagonist, Melvin Junko. Yeah. He's um, uh, a bit of a scrawny uh, geek. Who yeah, he's a dweeb. Is the... He's a dweeb, yeah. He's a dweeb. And a gross-out dweeb as well. Mm. Not just a, a dweeb, but one who, like, eats his own toenails and yeah. stuff like that. That yeah. sort of... That Sniffs sort his of own dweeb. armpits. Yeah. So, um... Basically, aliens have invaded Tromaville, <laughs> polluting aliens um, from the planet Smogula, um, and uh, their leader, their leader, Doctor Killamoff, um, is. It's just so weird. It's so weird. But it's so weird um, that like Doctor Killamoff uh, looks like a villain anyway. Like he wears a gas mm-hmm. mask. He's got four arms. Yep. He's a, yep. he's a mutant monster. Mm-hmm. But then he takes. Off the disguise off. at the end, and he looks like a different kind of monster. Yeah, but why didn't he just? Why didn't he just look like that to begin with? Why Don't, is he would disguise have known. Yeah, wearing the gas mask it makes no sense. But his actual hu- uh, human cockroach <laughs> yeah. face, alien face, is not wearing the gas it's, mask. It makes I mean, it's pretty no clever. Sense. It's pretty clever if you think about it. He's yeah, wearing a disguise. Wearing a disguise, you'd never know. Yeah, it's um. It's weird, but it's that sort of um, humour that is quite prevalent mm. in Toxic Avenger and, yeah. and um, you know, trauma films in general. Yeah. Um, it's a really self-aware cartoon. The Mayor is a character in this from the Toxic Avenger. Uh, mm-hmm. Max Grody, I think, or Grodo. Yeah. I think he's in this. There's lots and lots of uh, sort of, I would say jokes references and characters yeah. from the film that you as a kid wouldn't get it yeah yeah um yeah. it would fly straight over your head and that's part of the joy of this for like me. Um, um yvonne is blind in the movies yeah but in this she just wears contact lenses that fall out but even when yeah. she gets glasses she's still in love with toxic which i thought and was really a... nice <laughs> yeah that's everyone loves really it. great um so that the aliens have 
arrived in New Jersey, not that anyone would notice, and started her started polluting <laughs> it, um, and are dumping industrial waste and like some of their byproducts all over New Jersey. Um, uh, what's his name? Melvin is mm. a janitor who's being bullied at his job by. <laughs> <laughs> Bonehead and Bimbet. He's um, being bullied by the punks from Return of the Living Dead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they pr- want to pretend that Bimbet finds him attractive and wants to be his boyfriend. She has got such and a unique voice. It's Verma, isn't it? Ver- Irma from yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Um, and she's in lots. She does lots and lots of voice acting. She's so great. Um, really nasal. Mm. I just I don't know how she does that voice, but it's really cool. Um, there's a bit of a callback to the film um, that so Melvin turns up for their date, quote unquote, in a pink tutu. Yeah. And the bullies in the film make him wear the pink tutu and hug the inflatable sheep, don't they? They do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, before they, you know, bully him and eventually, well, kick, quote unquote, kill him. Yeah, they try um, to kill him. They th- they throw him out of a window. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so attempted murder. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, when Melvin is humiliated by the bullies, when he realizes what's up, he runs out of the building straight into the barrel of waste that Killamov's henchmen have left outside the gym. <laughs> yeah. And the gro- he... Groshalon or something like Groshalon yeah. X or something like that. Yeah. Um, and then you get a cutaway to Killamov saying. Maybe I shouldn't have dumped that waste there. What if some nerd or something falls into the waste and becomes... What's the line that they keep using? A hideously uh, mutated freak with superhuman size and strength. Yeah. Um, and that actually happens and Melvin becomes toxic. But not before coming, becoming a teacher and then a movie <laughs> producer, which is that kind was of quite like fun. Lloyd... Kaufman's um, jab at movie producers and the people who cancel all his products and stuff like that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so he becomes Toxie and his mop is also sentient now for for some reason. Yeah, which he's he's perfectly fine with. He finds out and he's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. He's a really innocent, good character. And Um, everybody loves him so much. Yeah. Which was no uh, one, it was nice. No one is frightened of it. <laughs> no, even little kids. So apart from his mum, who faints at the door when he goes to visit her and makes him go and live in the dump, the, the junkyard. <laughs> oh yeah, and Toxie's just like, well, yeah, that oh, makes right, sense. <laughs> um, which is where he. <laughs> there's the funny bit. There was a really bit funny bit that made me laugh where he knocks on his own door and says, "Mum, it's me, Melvin." And the mum opens and says, "Melvin, my son." <laughs> like <laughs> we've got to be as expository as possible <laughs> to make sure these dumbass kids know the relationship here. Um, at the dump, he arrives, starts to live there. He meets a mutated blob. Yep, named Blobby. Called Blobby. Um, I, I I have nothing to say about this. I don't understand where that's come from. No, it's just that, so got to just be, That's just got to be them like trying to sell a toy. One hundred percent. Like, well, so I had to look at this. They sold an absolute shed load of toys for mm. this cartoon that's thirteen episodes long. Oh yeah, yeah. And People like this cartoon. The, yeah, it's a cult classic, just like the film. Mm. Um. In, on the DVD intro, you see Lloyd Kaufman surrounded by the toys, <laughs> yeah. and they look so much fun. Uncle Lloydy. 
Uncle Lloydy. Um, so then after befriending Blobby, who I imagine is just another mutated thing. Yeah, it's um, maybe like, like a like a loofah or something. Yeah, he looks like a, yeah, he looks like a yeah, like a, a, a loofah. I'm trying to think. <laughs> is there another word for that? There's not another word. A for that. sponge. Um, <laughs> a sponge. Yeah. So, um, Toxie hears. Um, I want to want to say singing, but it's not really singing. It's like caterwauling. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. As a woman walks through the dump playing her accordion, um, and this is Yvonne, um, mm-hmm. who is uh, like. Spivsy said, I was going to call you Toxie then. Uh, <laughs> I don't mind. <laughs> uh, Spivsy said, um, Yvonne's from the film as well, and she's blind in the film, and it's kind of like a um, callback to Swamp Thing. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Uh, but instead... I think it might Yvonne be a reference doesn't... to the uh, blind man in Frankenstein as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, which both probably are, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but Yvonne has lost her contact lenses, and... Um, can't see Toxie in an attack by the bullies. So, which is really funny. Mm. The bullies, the bullies come up to Yvonne and they say to her, "You know, there's something we want from you, girly." And you're instantly, yeah. as an adult, supposed to think, "Oh my god, this is a rape thing, isn't it?" Yeah, I mean, because it was in the movie. Lots of, yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> and um, there's lots of like uh, gross out uh, rape. Uh, scenes and st- well, not mm. scenes specifically, but references. In, yeah, it's um, in, in Toxic Avenger. It's uh, their attempted rapes, but then mm-hmm. Toxie shows up and like batters them with a chair. Yeah, yeah. essentially. Yeah, <laughs> um, but that's really common in trauma films. Mm, it's like yeah. a real trauma trope. Um, but instead, they say they just want her accordion, which is <laughs> really funny. And then Toxie develops spider sense, essentially. Yeah. And he can tell when there's evil nearby. And he says, somebody's hurting an accordion, which really made me laugh. It, re- it was really like there's no actual no threat of rape whatsoever. It's just there's an accordion in yeah. danger and I have to go and save it. Um, and then he throws Bonehead, one of his tormentors, into a drum full of acid rain. Yep. Who is collecting acid rain? Yeah, it does. What, what is that? What, <laughs> isn't that just like a drum full of carbon Pollute, dioxide runoff? water, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he's transformed into, well, he still calls himself Bonehead. Yeah. I don't even know. He just looks grey, right? I, I couldn't tell if it was like a t-shirt or something, or if he's got exposed ribs. Yeah, maybe. But he looks a bit zombie-esque, Yeah, yeah, say. yeah. He looks... I, I mean, I've, I've mentioned this already, but he looks so much like Suicide from Return of the Living Dead. Yeah, he really does. Like, that's got to be a design choice, because mm-hmm. he looks too much like him. There's this weird sort of um, Dark Knight Returns punk-esque element to all the characters affected yeah. by the... Um, toxic waste or mutated in whatever way mm. and i you know i can only Im- envision that it was you know part of the influence of teenage mutant ninja turtles and making them colorful and unique yeah, yeah. and stuff like yeah. that but they all look great all they the do characters i love the designs really yeah. really great um i especially like the mechanic i can't remember his name it's uh the guy who can um oh um the guy yeah psycho yeah. Keeps predicting how Toxie's going to win. Yeah, um, and he like is that. a villain that is self-aware that the villain's terrible. Yeah, he keeps um, breaking the fourth wall. He's really good. So Yvonne and Toxie meet, and they have the my hero type of moment. 
Um, but she can't see how ugly Toxie is, but she instantly falls in love with him because he saves her, which is a bit of a, you know, yeah, cartoony but, trope, yeah. but that's <laughs> is what it is, I guess. Um, they're walking, they're walking, he's walking her home, and for some reason, Dr. Kilimoff's big next plan is to destroy <laughs> an orphanage to build yeah. a chemical plant. Um, I think and like he is- destroyed six orphanages. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and the kid is being carried out by the henchman and says, help, they're destroying the orphanage to build a chemical plant. And Toxie gets the spider sense again and says, oh, I wonder where this, this evil could be. <laughs> <laughs> it's just really, it's really self-aware I, funny. I, I really and that's why like I said it. It, it reminds me of the tick. Yes, it's got that yeah. sort of weird self-referential humour that they're in a cartoon. They know they're in a cartoon and it's just played for sort of pastiche style, yeah. style laughs um, I, I might, I, the biggest thing I noticed was Teenage Mutant, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in mm. it but also mm-hmm. um, I don't know if you've seen this show because few people have Fat Dog Mendoza no. it reminded me so much of Fat Dog that I, I wouldn't be surprised if people involved in this were involved in that as well because that is full mm-hmm. of like wacky side characters and mutant freaks and stuff and nobody's phased by any of it it's just uh people dressed up as superheroes walking around town Mm -hmm. there's you know aliens invasions every other week it really really reminded me of that yeah same Uh, well in in terms of yeah because of the the same yeah um and it reminds me of the tick as well because like you know superheroes are there and they are part of almost mm. like a um, history that didn't happen in our universe uh superheroes exist and they just coexist with us and we'll go into like a 7-eleven and get a slushy that yeah. sort of thing which happens yeah. in the show um and like everyone is aware that supervillains also exist and heroes just have to live their lives with these two like opposing forces yeah and everyone just sees them as things that exist yeah they just they and have to deal with it it's just yeah. part of everyday life is that there is a toxic toxic crusader walking around town. <laughs> Apparently they called it Toxic Crusaders because they thought Avenger sounded too violent. Mm. Which is quite interesting considering that the Avengers, Avengers is the biggest franchise in the world at the moment. Yeah, 20 years of fourth, yeah. foresight. Where's that trauma? I mean, he was called an Avenger because he was getting revenge in the film. Yeah. Well, the movie's yeah. just him going on a killing spree. Yeah. <laughs> basically yeah it's like it's almost like the crow yeah yeah toxic avenger did they make a crow um, cartoon oh i don't know i don't think oh, so. i bet they made an anime they one thing we didn't mention they made a mortal kombat cartoon they did yeah i remember watching that and street Fighter. and i remember enjoying it yeah it was pretty good i, I they kind of like um they toned it down a hell of a lot mm. but it was still yeah. pretty violent like they had proper fights and stuff Yep. But, you know, nobody was getting their school ripped no. out or anything. No. Which is a shame. Which is a bit of a shame, yeah, because yeah. that's the, the bit of Mortal Kombat that everyone enjoys. Yeah, So, yeah. Um, Toxie saves the orphans. He saves a cat in a tree. Um, he Everything's going well for him. He's uh, walking along, singing his theme tune. <laughs> all of a sudden, it stops, and he says, what happens to what happened to that happy music? Um, which I really found funny. Yeah. Um, and then the villains attack him, um, and you get the first psycho predicting how Toxie mm-hmm. will win. 
which is really good. He's really self-aware that the bad guys are awful. And then you get the really good scene with Yvonne where she sees him for the first time because she's finally picked up her new prescription uh, of sunglasses, <laughs> of glasses. And Toxie, and she screams, and Toxie thinks it's due to his appearance, but it's just due to the fact that he's wearing a really awful tie. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he said something like, um, how could somebody so beautiful and intelligent be in love with me? And then that happens. He says, well, at least she's beautiful. Yeah, exactly. But it's really refreshing, isn't it? It's yeah. like they have a... There's no... In her mind, there is no... Um, there's no concept that she wouldn't like him because he's not attractive. Yeah, it's like every... He's a nice guy. Every character in this show who isn't a bad guy are like each other. There's no prejudice against anyone in this show. Like, yeah. Toxie is a mutant freak, but that's perfectly fine. That's just who he is. And he's helping yeah. everybody out with his super heroic, so everyone loves him. So yeah. there's no, nobody cares what you look like in the world of Tromaville. <laughs> yeah, which is, you know, quite a nice thing for a cartoon. I, I think, think it is. Maybe yeah. maybe that's the thing that they asked him to tone down the most, because there is a lot of, like, uh, I would say, negative uh, reaction to mutation and stuff like that mm. and difference in the films. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's understandable, because it's an R-rated splatter film. Yeah. Um, but this is... Uh, yeah, this is really sort of um, what's the word I'm looking for? Inclusive. Yes. Uh, for a cartoon of this sort, because um, even in the even in the turtles, the turtles are teenage mutant ninja turtles are um, they have to stick to the shadows mm. because they not not just because they're ninjas, but because they are hunted. Yeah, effectively, yeah. and seen as freaks. Um, but you don't get that in this, and that's why you know. Again, it reminds me of the Tick, and it's one of its biggest strengths. Um, so the villains ambush Toxie outside of Yvonne's place, and they uh, kill him off. <laughs> says says to Toxie, "Say your prayers," and and um, Toxie says, "Why am Why am I going to bed?" Oh, I love um, that. That was my favourite line. Why am I going to bed now? Um, and he reveals, Killamoff reveals that the villains are aliens who are terraforming <laughs> the planet Earth for their own benefit. And then you get Toxie do that speech and the American flag appears behind <laughs> him and fireworks go off. That's re- that it, is such a trauma thing. Yeah, it really is. It's really great. Straight and out then of Toxie. Yeah. Um, and then you end up with the other Toxic Crusaders, um, No Zone and General, uh, I can't remember his name, um... General Disaster? I think it's General yeah. Disaster, isn't it? They show up, inadvertently help, um, and then Killamoff releases his big bad, which is an oil spill, <laughs> a mutated sentient oil spill, and the Toxic Crusaders use kitty litter to dry him up, and he explodes. Yep. And that's basically it. That <laughs> is lo- basically it. I loved um, No Zone's uh, origin story. Oh, yeah. That he fell into... He fell into <laughs> yeah, the radioactive pepper, and now he's got super sneezing powers. It's really good. Um, the first episode is... It got cancelled after 13 episodes. Yeah, I'm not surprised because it's a hard sell. Um, especially... Uh, it's. I don't want to say... I don't want to say it's high concept because it's based on trauma, which mm. is quite notoriously low concept. Yeah. But it's quite high concept. Um, yeah, I think they put the work in, I'd say. Like the characters are all good. There's a proper storyline. You'd want to know yeah. where, you know, want to find out the new villains that they're going to be facing and everything. Mm-hmm. New members of the Toxic Crusaders showing up. There's a guy called, yeah. um, I think he's called Hound Dog, one of the other members. Mm-hmm. And he uh, was like living in a junkyard and 
got into a radioactive kennel with a dog and he got like molded with the dog and now he's like a dog man. Uh, do you remember do you remember the snail man character? No, no. So he's a race car driver and I think his name is Car Shelby or like <laughs> uh, something like that. He's a race car driver and he is racing and his car flies off a bridge into a barge full of snails. And for some reason, and the engine oil um, mutates the snails and merges him with a snail. <laughs> it's so weird. And he, oh, it, it would be better if he like turned into a snail, like that chapter of um, Uzumaki. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's um the the other characters like there's a guy who's like a a gardener who morphs with his lawnmower. That's um, so good. Yeah, he's. Like, I really like I can't things even like remember that. His name. He he's just um. It's the slightly wackier Teenage mm. Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Um, but it also reminds me of... There were a lot of these sorts of cartoons, like Captain Planet and the Planeteers, this yeah. sort of like, yeah. you know, uh, almost environmentally friendly cartoons mixed with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm. And I think it... If we I ever do... It's unfairly cancelled. If we ever do an episode on the worst cartoons ever made that people seem to love for some reason. Can mm. we please do Captain Planet? Because that cartoon oh, is a piece of it's, shit. It's awful. It's terrible. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely do that at some point. <laughs> I hated that cartoon. It's awful. I also hate... One of my worst is Barbar. Oh, I, I don't like Barbar. I do not understand why people like Barbar. <laughs> um, it's just boring. Uh, but he's an I elephant mean, and he's the king. I don't um, know what does Barbar have like a global appeal? Like, do people know I what Barbar so. like is? The Moomins. Yeah, Barbar's French, isn't it? I think so. Yes. It was my main memory of Barbar and why I hate it is why is because it was on before the good stuff started. Mm. Yeah, it was on much, early. Much like um, what was the other one? Oh, I can't remember it now. Yeah, Elma. Elma was Elma. terrible. Oh, I can't Ugh. stand Elma. Elmer the Patchwork Elephant. Yeah. My son loves loves those books, so I've not escaped those. Um, but they are still just as terrible as when I read them when about thirty years, thirty five years ago. <laughs> <clears throat> um, yeah, Toxie's great. Uh, Brilliant. Toxic Avengers is great. Rambo's great. Um, they're really funny. Uh, I think for different reasons. Yeah, uh, Rambo was. Uh, unexpectedly hilarious like it wasn't mm-hmm. intentional at all but toxic of toxic crusader i think they knew what they were doing yeah absolutely you can tell that there were people working on this who had worked on trauma scripts yeah it's and so who... tongue-in-cheek yeah yeah absolutely same i mean the same the the actual they didn't just pass the property over to a different studio they were directly involved yeah trauma, yeah in the creation of the cartoon um and um, I think it's great. It's so funny. Um, I was expecting to hate both of these because I, I remember watching expect- Toxic Crusaders yeah. as a kid and not uh, not liking it as much as I did. I, I thought it was going to be a lot more cringy. Yeah, it wasn't. They were no. both really good. They were both really funny. Um, yeah, success. It's, it's I always like the, when we watch stuff that is surprising. Yeah, is this not the first time that both of the things we've watched have been good? What did we watch? The Brave Star episode. Where else? Did uh, we watch? Oh, Ben Ten. That one was alright. No, that was a good one. Yeah. 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 But usually uh, we have one good one and one really awful one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or sometimes, or when we had Poppy on, a bad one 
and or good one and two bad ones. Yeah, we've had we've had like episodes with Sam where and Matt where two have been good and one have been bad. But we've never, <laughs> we don't really have full house good ones. Yeah, we do. We're doing better. Yeah, we are. We'll have to watch something um, really terrible next time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna um, sidecast this one, aren't we? We are, yeah, because um, we've talked about it. So uh, my wife gave gave us a really good idea. Um, that we should maybe see if we can pitch our own terrible ideas for uh, <laughs> um, a pilot of our own. So it has to be based on an inappropriate um, inappropriate property that Spivzy and I are going to turn into a, the pilot for a cartoon. Uh, but we're going <laughs> to do that on our sidecast. And how do people access our sidecast, Spivzy? You can get our sidecast podcast at patreon.com slash toonhounds where for a price a month you know I'm going to have to look up how much it is actually <laughs> I think it's like a pound right? Um, not for the new episodes ooh, ooh. let me see uh, uh, for £5 per month ooh, £5. you can get early access to episodes, bonus episodes exclusive content and suggest us episodes to watch yeah. which I'm uh, going to put up the um thingy to do suggestions mm-hmm. i'll do that yeah, after we need, this we'll, we'll do uh suggestion ideas and then mm-hmm. we'll put it out worldwide so that people can vote yeah I think that's, and then you you know you can have your own collection yep for that? you can name just you you can suggest episodes for just a pound a month on mm. our patreon for the toon puppies tier yeah and we're also and doing the... um, early access to episodes. You can get episodes a day early if you uh, go through our Patreon. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, the higher tier, aren't we doing art for people? Uh, we can do, yes. Uh, we didn't decide on that, did we? We never decided. I've got it down as exclusive content. Yeah, you'll probably get some commissions out yeah. of us and stuff like that. Uh, you as a tune, maybe. Yeah, that'd be quite good, actually, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'll put you in like a little shriner's car, <laughs> give you a big head, holding a lollipop. Um, do we have any emails this time? Uh, I doubt it. Let me have a look. Um, we're terrible at telling people when we're recording. So, uh, I got one from. Um, Get your chance to be the happy owner of one of our five hundred pound decathlon gift cards. Ooh. There will be four winners of the decathlon-sponsored giveaway. Enter the giveaway, click here, and complete the sign-up for the giveaway. Winners will be chosen on April 17th. Ooh, Have a nice we're day. We're definitely not doing that. I'm not <laughs> clicking that link. No, no, absolutely not. Okay. Um, so, uh, what else do we want to talk about? Um, have you been watching the new Star Wars? Star Wars? Star Trek? Yes. The Picard stuff. Yeah. Yeah. What, do you th- what do you think? What do you think of it? I haven't watched. I haven't watched Friday's episode. I heard it's quite divisive. Um, was, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. The fir- I thought the first four episodes were pretty good. I enjoyed them. I yeah. think that now um, there's two writers, isn't there? And one has taken over. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think that the writing has gone substantially. Ch- uh, had a bit of a ninety degree shift in tone. I think so um, as well. It feels like two different shows pieced together halfway through the season. I don't know what it is about newer Star Trek and this. We've got to go to a heist on a bar planet. Yeah, yeah, they do that a lot, don't they? Yeah, it feels like they they are in the second half of this season. It feels like they're going into a new plot line 
mm. without finishing the first one that they've already established. Um, uh, so considering that in episode four, Captain Rios was being held by ice in an ice di- uh, internment camp, essentially. Yeah. And then at the beginning of this episode, it's kind of like, oh, he's free now. Uh, yeah. Let's yeah. go to a bar. And Agnes is going to sing. All the stuff with Agnes and the Borg Queen is fantastic. I love it. That's my, it's that's what's keeping me go, coming back to the show. Like the stuff the Borg about Queen's great. Yeah, the stuff that Picard's getting into, I don't really care because no, you know, it's, it doesn't really bother me. But the Borg Queen stuff, that's great. It's the mm-hmm. first time the Borg Queen has felt like a tangible threat to me. Yeah, because it's Since... always seemed like oh, too big. Yeah. Oh well, it, I think the Borg Queen was a bit of a misstep. Mm. Um, so yeah she has sort of but even then she didn't need to have been the queen in this it could have been like the last surviving ball yeah yeah I think that was just Um, for the um, uh, guest star spot to get people to come and watch it it's it's so weird this I I do think that um, Picard is sort of like traded on the nostalgia a little bit too heavily yeah Um, when I think that actually just focus the time on the story and it actually wouldn't be that bad a lot of people like hating on New Trek and that's fine you you know we're we're big believers in you do you but um actually I'm quite enjoying it more it's definitely this season is the best live action Trek oh definitely yeah hundred percent yeah. For and it for looks this new great. Era of Trek. Yeah, the cinematography really is brilliant, and the lighting um, and everything. It look it's like I, a movie quality. It's brilliant. I really loved the first the pilot episode. I thought the pilot episode was really good. It really surprised me how good it was. The Stargazer looked fantastic. Yeah, um, like the bridge set out was good. I, I'm a big I'm a big ship geek, um, and I thought this ship looked better than like the Discovery main bridge or. Um, the some of the ships in the in a lot of the newer shows this looked like the natural um sort of like yeah. evolution of a star trek ship i liked how roomy it looked yeah everybody's got room yeah. to like for activities it's great yeah <laughs> <laughs> captain rios doesn't need to give anyone secondhand smoke problems on the bridge because yeah. he's definitely two feet away uh, i got away a bit everyone. i got a bit confused the first on this first episode of the season because i mm-hmm. never watched the first season of um Picard. I watched like one episode mm-hmm. and I got annoyed by it, so I never watched the rest. But mm-hmm. I sort of know things that happen in it. So yeah. I knew that Rios was a hologram for most of the series. So yeah, he so had I a thought ship he full of holograms. Yeah, I thought this was him as I thought he was like a hologram captain. And I thought that mm-hmm. the cigar was like a hologram or something. But no, no, it's just it's the it's guy. It's person. actually him. Yeah, <laughs> he um he didn't have a crew. He had a crew of holograms because he yeah, didn't want to yeah. put anyone in danger again. Yeah, uh, he had which like, I one, was like quite cool. one called Enoch or something. And yeah, like, yeah, and they had they all had different accents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I've never it seen really it, good. but I I figure things out through like cultural osmosis. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't need to watch um, TV shows. I just listen to other people talking about them. No. Um, I always find it weird when they do alternate unit because I, I think I think they've chosen to um, if you're doing a Star Trek show and you pick the mirror universe or time mm. travel you're kind of like ugh, you're dipping into a well that is really easy yeah um, but I actually mean, we've, we've doing... done it like three times <laughs> with TOS, yeah 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 but we always treat it as a sort of like comedy thing. It's yeah, a we're, comedy taking, thing, we're so... taking the piss out of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but 
I always feel it's a bit too easy, but at least they're trying to do something different. I yeah, like yeah. The, the Agnes being almost like um, groomed to be the new Borg Queen. Mm. Um, but yeah. It's good stuff. Um, I'm enjoying um, it. Yeah. What else am I watching at the moment? Um, I'm watching Love, the thing with... Um, oh, uh, with, um, yeah. Uh, with Britta. Britta, yeah. <laughs> uh, Gillian Jacobs. Um, yeah, it is really funny. Not not um, not a laugh out loud chuckle. Yeah, um, but I'm enjoying that. It's like an alternate take on a sort of like rom com, uh, which is good. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm trying to think. Am I watching anything else? No, no, I'm not. I'm re- um, I'm rewatching Daredevil season three. Oh, you forgot that, how then. amazing Daredevil season three is. It's really clever, really tense. Um, I don't think yeah. I'm watching anything really, oh. unless um, uh, no commentary videos on Kingdom Hearts two boss battles count. But I don't no. think they do. They don't. No, they don't. definitely <laughs> don't. What should you watch? What have I been telling you? You need to watch Rage. Watch um, some of the uh, Mike. Uh, what's his name? House on Haunted Hill and oh yeah, I know it. Ha- Haunting of Hill House yeah. and Haunting of Bly Manor. Watch Midnight Mass, please. Watch Midnight. Mass. Okay. <laughs> um, have Have you continued playing Link to the Past, or have you got bored of it? Uh, I got a bit bored of it. I, got, oh, I kept getting I kept getting killed on the way to the Eastern Temple, and I just kind of gave up. <laughs> oh, Spivsy! I'm bad at games. Leave me alone. <laughs> um, I'm not playing anything at the moment. Am I playing anything? I'm still playing. Oh, Rachel. Too. <laughs> Rachel and I are playing uh, Skywalker Saga, which is it's too open world. Oh, is it? Yeah, there's no building puzzles and stuff like that. It's all about collecting bricks in the open world. Uh, I'm kind I'm of still like, want it though. Mm, it's all right. It's okay. I'm a bit disappointed. I thought it was going to be a bit more procedural level driven puzzles that you go back yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. I still think they peaked at the Batman games. I think the Batman, yeah, um, Lego Batman games are great. Lego Batman 3 is the, probably the best one. Yeah, the universe one. Yeah, that's good. It's got yeah. all the Green Lantern characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you go to Oa on one of the levels, don't you? Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. And you uh, ride a car around of little, little races on Oa. Yeah. I, I like those games. I like the Lego games. They're fun. Yeah, I think they're all fun. Even the Indiana Jones ones were pretty good. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Even though I couldn't stand playing as Willy because um, she does that scream that I cannot stand. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so... Um, Do you want to hear us talk more about computer games? <laughs> <laughs> Go to our Patreon, where for five pound you can get well. Actually, you don't have to pay; it's free for this one. Mm. It's just on the on there. If you just go to yeah, Patreon.com/slash/Toonhounds, it's there. You can just listen to it. It's like when the uh, this might be a bit of a highbrow reference, so I immediately regret it. But I'm going to say it. It's like when the uh, sommelier comes and gives you a little taster of the wine. Yeah, yeah, like, mm, yeah. This is this smells great. This the bouquet <laughs> is great, and then. If in in real life you'd have to pay for the rest of the bottle of wine, but in in Toonhound you get to listen to this whole episode for thr- for free for free about all the video games for free <laughs> free um yep yeah. and then this acts as a taster for an even bigger bottle of wine oh. which is the whole side casting issue we're going to talk about we're going to talk about loads of stuff we might talk about I desperately want to talk about comics and I, know I do as well too. yeah. Um, and we're going to talk about like some of our favourite films, and you know maybe we'll do some books and some of our other interests. I can show you pictures of all my you know stuff that I collect because I'm a massive dweeb. <laughs> Talking about collections, um, 
One interesting thing that happened this week that I'm sure no one is interested in, but I'm going to tell you about anyway. So uh, Mondo did a set of Batman the Animated Prints that have been sold out forever. Mm. Um, and I've got about eight of them, but all the really great ones that I wanted, like Heart of Ice and If You're So Smart, Why Aren't You Rich, the first Riddler episode, um, have been sold out forever. And like Heart of Ice is like a thousand pounds. Yeah. Alone, like, yeah. you know. Um, and someone offered me a collection of eight of them, including those two that I wanted, <gasps> far less than that. And I Wait. snapped them up. Uh, <laughs> essentially, I've paid for like one print and got eight. And, That's um, pretty this good, guy, isn't it? This guy who's done it, he's never going to listen to this, but this guy who's done it is an absolute angel. Um, and I owe him a small part of my soul because I really <laughs> wanted those prints. But that's happened this week. Uh, that's good news. It's always good, news good when week. you can, well. It's good when you can complete actually complete a collection of things that you. Like. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm. Don't think I've ever managed it. <laughs> no. Next, I've got to try and do those badges that I collect that are like three hundred pounds each, and I just oh. regret ever even starting that. Um, but yeah, anyway, financial woes. What else has happened this week? Spicy's got a new job. Oh yeah, I have. Yeah, that's good, isn't it? Yeah, About bloody it's time. It's <laughs> yeah, good. It's good. Think of all the um, cartoons you can buy with that. Oh man, well, I've been. I've could... got like lists of things that I'm gonna. That's gonna <laughs> be purchasing. <laughs> but that is the thing. When you're out of work, all you do is create lists of things. Oh that yeah. You're like, yeah. oh, when I have some money, I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy this, and then all of a sudden they become out of stock or out of print, and then yeah. you've got like, you've got to pay double what you. you I'm you fi- finally. This like actually ties into the episode. I'm finally gonna get the posters for Toxic Avenger two and three. Because there are three and four, because I've got the ones for one and two already. Very nice. And I was never able to get three and four, but now I'm going to get a lot of them. Very nice. That's that is an on-topic purchase yes. that you're going to make. <laughs> um, do we want to say anything else? Uh, Vidizen, um, follow Vidizen, who does our amazing theme tune. Um, oh, do you know what I realised the other day? I what? haven't ever... I've listened to it when he sent it to me and been like, oh, that's amazing. But because I never listen to the podcast, I never get to listen to it. You don't listen to the podcast? No, of course my I God. don't. I don't listen to my own voice. <laughs> um, I have to listen to this like three times. <laughs> yeah. Spivzy does the editing because I'm useless. Uh, so, um, yeah. It's a Sorry good theme that. song. It we is a great theme just song. Just listen to the first, like... 30 seconds and then oh, the last 30 that. seconds of the podcast so I'm you can completely ruin the analytics on them on anchor so it looks like <laughs> somebody's watching it watching the beginning and then the very end um so yeah you can follow vidizen at underscore vidizen underscore mm-hmm. um he does the theme tune for our show for pretend friends for m class podcast for Tapons theater on subspace um He's just basically the glue that holds all your favourite podcasts together. Um, what else? Oh, speaking of TTOS, we've got an episode coming out this week. Uh, oh, yes, we do. It's exciting. Yeah. I wrote this one. Yeah, you so did. It's a, it's a, a really spi- good one. It's a Spivzy classic. I wrote it Spivzy about classic. a year and a half ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we've got so many scripts in, in work at the moment, in progress. Yeah. But um, our schedule will become a little bit less sporadic. Um, coming up, which would be good, and um, um, 
uh, friend of the show, Sam Lindstrom, has started a webcomic on his Which is really funny. It's really good. It's called Warm Days. He's done um, 16 issues so far. He's been doing them like every day. It's great. Yeah. It's crazy. Sam's so go, go read them. Go follow him as well, if you don't already. Uh, so, do we want to put out a poll for our next topic? To give mm. them a taste of what they could potentially do as part of the Patreon and suggest us... Yeah, I can put uh, that up on the Twitters. Yeah. So, in if you hear this and you want to suggest any topics for this next episode, if we can't get our guest spot, because we normally do a on our own mm. and then a guest spot, um, then you can do that and we'll make that the next one in the schedule. Yeah. Which be good. Um, apart from that, yeah, I think we're done here, right? I think we're done here. We're done here. <laughs> Let's go and celebrate the rebirth of the Lord. Let's um, go and celebrate Rambo. Hmm. <laughs> Rambaluya, everyone. <laughs> Rambaluya, indeed. Rambo. See you in two weeks. <laughs> See you in two weeks, guys. Bye. Our country needs us. <laughs> Got it done, Alf. <laughs>